You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. Michael, what's going on? Good to see you, man. To the Forging Fury. Forging Fury. Forging Fury podcast. I love this music. Pretty much the best thing I've heard all day. Thank God we got rid of that old music. What's going on, sweet people? This is Michael coming at you. I know you're used to having Riley uh, intro these segments, but this is the only time you're going to hear me on this show because we have so many guests that I had to give up my mic, and I am just executive producer today, and I just wanted to tell you guys, hi, I love you, and this is all you're going to hear from me. So I'm going to pass this over to Riley. He's going to introduce us to our guests today. Well, for real this time, what's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, and I'm sitting here at the Phaser family home. The uh, The streets were talking to us, and they told us they wanted to get an interview with the complete Phaser family. So we're we're sitting here with all of them. I'm going to give them an opportunity to uh, introduce themselves. We're going to say your name um, and your favorite vegetable. I feel like that's the only way to start this podcast. We'll start with uh, Mama, Mama Bear. It's my favorite vegetable. <laughs> Shoot. I'm Bo. I'm the mom. Usually you say we're not allowed to say broccoli. I'll allow so, broccoli too. But I, I think cauliflower is my favorite. The that, white That's broccoli. just white broccoli. <laughs> hey, this is Bob. Um, favorite vegetable, spaghetti squash. One of the few things I've seen Bo blow up in the microwave. Wow. <laughs> that's okay, another story. We'll, we'll circle back to that story, but keep going. Um, hi, I'm Bella, and I like cucumbers and broccoli. Nice. Hi, my name is Bryn, and I like to go with the original, and I love carrots. Solid. Uh, I'm Brody, and I like snow peas, or snap peas. Are they, are they different? Or they are, they like both. Are they the same? I, or I like both, okay. but <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell which. Um, I'm Blaze. Uh, I don't really like vegetables. <laughs> At least you're honest. I, I admire um, that in you, Blaze. Uh, not sure. Probably broccoli with bacon. Okay, yeah. so ba- you like broccoli bacon, bacon with broccoli. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, they were uh, awesome enough to let us come to their home. So we're doing, we're sitting outside on this beautiful uh, deck right by their pool, and we're just going to sit here and chat. And well, oh, yeah, Michael's getting ready to get into a Speedo and go swimming. So, uh, yeah, so we're just going to start it off with honestly just getting to know you guys. Uh, you're probably one of my favorite families at the gym. Um, let's take it back to mom and dad a little bit. Let's ask. Well, you have a very interesting story about getting together and then getting married, and you've recently told me this story, so maybe tell the viewers or tell the listeners about how you guys hooked up. I'll start. You can jump in. We we may get two different stories. (laughs) Same story. I think Bob and I both worked at Lockheed Martin in Goodyear, and we were in a Bible study together in Goodyear. The classified Bible study is what you always say, right? It was. They tell the classified parts of the Bible. And... (laughs) So we had known each other for quite a long time, but we had not dated. I said it was inevitable because we're the only two people under 40 in the Bible study. Yeah, that's true. The odds are in your favor. We also (laughs) worked uh, in a classified environment, so we had no access to outside email. There was like a less entertainment, right? You couldn't hop on social media. You couldn't do anything. So we started emailing each other for fun. Old school email. Right? That's right. And one day he said, do you want to get ripped? And what he meant was we did the Bill Phillips Body for Life program, 12 weeks getting in shaped program. That's right. So. I'd done 12 weeks and it's first exercise. You're still pretty rich. I've never done in my life. So I was not an exercise kind of guy. But then I thought, hey, you know, maybe she's up for this. So I thought, 
Let's see if we can hang out, do, do some something fun together besides the Bible study. So we did 12 weeks of working out together. I didn't even know we were dating for the first six weeks of them because I hung out with a lot of guys, like all of the guys. There weren't very many girls that worked at Lockheed, so I kind of had my pick at the time. But wow. <laughs> I know, Ooh, right? Wow. So we worked out for 12 weeks. On 12 weeks to the day, he asked me to marry him, and we got married wow. about six weeks later. Yeah, it was pretty quick. So Before it was from first date to married was maybe, what do you say, like four months? Yeah, about that. Something like that. That is the most expedited process I've well, ever heard. we were heard. old. Yeah, so right. we're like, let's just it, rock and roll. It takes longer to get a passport than, <laughs> than it is with that whole process. <laughs> I'm interested to hear what the kids have to think about that. That is very, very wild. Like, I'm, Do you think that you're going to date your significant other in the future for four months before you get married to him? Probably. <laughs> is that generally how it works? I don't know either. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know if I got a shot. So, you know. Well, I mean, I'm not really sure. Uh, four months seems like pretty fast. Uh, I wouldn't marry someone in four months, but that's just me. But if you knew, you knew. I mean, they what say, can you do? Yeah. But do you, when am I going to know? Do you believe well, you in just that know when you know. That statement, Blaze, when you know, you know. Do you think that's a real thing or no? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you just know and sometimes you you don't know. I don't so. even wear the same clothes I had four months ago, so that seems I don't even know out of this world. I four months ago. <laughs> well, you're probably growing. Small. Yeah, right? You grow too fast. Well, both of our parents were on board. Right, yeah. Wow, so and you fast know, track. I was like over 30. I That male part of the brain has already fully developed, so that was okay. okay. That was past 25. <laughs> so you guys that whole judgment got thing, married right? and then had Brody. How far after your marriage did, was Brody mar- uh, made? Three years, three and a half years. Oh, wow. Yep. So you, you, you were married for a while before you had Brody. A few minutes. We were just about to get ready to... We were still getting to know each other, I guess. It was cool. We were about to start thinking about thinking about planning for a family right. and found out we were pregnant. So that was pretty cool. We were down with that. Okay, then Blaze, he's the second oldest. How? What's the difference between the two boys? 18 months. Really so quick nine there. months on, nine months off pretty much was the... The whole change. The schedule. <laughs> And then Bryn is next, correct? Yes. Okay, then Bella's the baby. Bryn, the difference between those nine months is all through all of them. Yeah, about 18 months for all of them. 16 months between the girls. Okay. So they yeah. were the closest in yeah, age. she's almost was, taller than me. Was that strategically done, like nine months? No, it's My just My parents waited out. two years. They're like, that's a good gap between baby A and baby B. Two years. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> it was a plan for the first three. While we were thinking about number four, she was on the way. We didn't know it, but... Seems to happen. I said to him, you know what we should have for dinner? Steak. Like, I feel like steak. Oh, yeah. And he said, we should stop for pregnancy test on the way. And I'm like, what? And he said, you say that every time. And I had no idea. (laughs) But apparently, all four, I was like, I am down with the red meat. (laughs) Next time a woman asks me for a steak dinner, I am running as fast (laughs) as I can in the other direction. Run away. So, what's super interesting about this family is that they all have different things they're really, really into. We've talked to Brody on the podcast before about his swimming. Um, but I actually want to get to Blaze. We'll get back to you, brother. We'll circle back. People know you. You're famous already. Uh, <laughs> Blaze is actually into diving, correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit about diving and how you got into that. Um, so it was actually because of Brody I got into diving because he was at a swim party. that was at the YMCA where he swims. And so we were just like hanging out. I was messing around because this is the one time you're allowed on the diving boards. And so... 
me and Bryn were doing just flips and stuff off of the diving board. And, like, it was a lot of fun. And then, because I had, I swam for my school. And so I had, like, my jammers on. And so I looked like a swimmer. And all of the coaches, or the dive coach, he was like, um, who is this kid? Because I want him on my team because he's doing flips and stuff. I guess I was kind of good because, um, like, he liked me apparently. And so he went around asking everybody, like, who is he? And I want to know him so that I can get him on the dive team. And it turns out that my parents already knew him because they worked with him at Lockheed Martin. Um, Small world. Yeah. Yep. And so that's how I really got started diving. And then like a couple weeks later, I signed up and I was like, this is actually a lot of fun. And so, yeah. What was the first like, what what would you call it? Like, I mean, I want to call it a trick, but it's not called a trick, like a a flip or like, what do you call those things? Like, um, just dives. Dives. Okay. (laughs) Even when there's a flip in there, it's still called a dive. All right. What would be the, like, is the ultimate goal with a dive to land in and there be like, like no splash? Like tell us, how do you win? Like, I want to know how you win diving. So it's not really, so every dive is its own score. Okay. And it's not like you're going to win in one dive. Every dive can be different. Sometimes you don't do so well, and sometimes you do really good. And it's all based on how you look. And so the splash, it doesn't really count too much, but it does count. Um, there's the pop, because if you hit your hands the right way on the water, it makes a popping sound. And, and ev- you want that. Yeah, everybody likes that. It sounds wow. really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's your form. Like, you want to be straight in but just a little bit hollow so that it looks better and you go in smoother. Um, And, like, how your whole body looks as you're flipping, like, straight, tuck, or pike, whatever it is, you want to look the best. I didn't know there was that many variables in it. I thought it was just literally this, like, if you didn't make a big splash. Like, I knew that that was not good. Like, if you make (laughs) a big splash, like, uh, that wasn't that great. But they start judging you, like, the moment you get on the board, right? I mean, it's your whole walk. So it's almost like a routine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't didn't know that at all. They judge you on your approach, which is when you're going off the board, you have to do it a certain way to ride the board and get as much spring and bounce as possible. And they judge you on that. And so, like, how well your arms are straight and together and, like, you look good. It's hard to nail. It's honestly, always one of my favorite things to watch in the Olympics is diving. Like that's when everyone loves diving is the Olympics, and I don't oh, know yeah. anything about it, but I'm like, I want to watch this. Um, so with this current time, what are you doing to practice diving? I know we're in these quarantine times, maybe on the way out. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> but have you been practicing or? Well, we can't really practice too much. Like we're not allowed to really practice on our diving boards because you know they they don't have the same spring, and we might mess up and. It would, like, completely change our approach um, on these really, really springy boards. Um, So we just really stretch and work out, really. It's all you can do. Try and get more muscle. Yeah. You're supposed to be visualizing your dives, right, and watching videos of your dives. I don't know if you're doing that, but I see the emails that say you're supposed to. Yeah. From From a parent standpoint, did you guys know any anything about diving before he got into it, or is this all new? I didn't know anything really about diving. So this was, this was new to us. I mean, we, we saw that they had a dive team there at the Y once we started getting into the swimming. So yes. uh, it was new. So let's touch base with Brody real quick about uh, his swimming. So we know, we, we, we talked at nauseum of, of his swimming career, but what have you been doing during these quarantine times to, uh, to uh, aid with that swimming progress? Uh, so for me, I've been a lot of working out uh, basically every day, working out and then 
we've been hiking, which has helped just longer, dis- different type of uh, strain. And then we got a resistance band. I saw this video and I'm, I'm wanting you to and talk about it. So it's actually hanging up right there, but it's basically just a giant bungee cord. <laughs> which it looks, it sounds so awesome to me. It, you made it look very easy, but I'm pretty sure it would drown me. I, I nearly drowned when I was using it, but I wrapped it on the diving board and then just went for it as hard as I could. And that's pretty much all I could do. I tried to hold back. You, well, like every effort, it's like a Tabata, right? He goes out there and it's 20 seconds on and then he lets go and it sucks him back to the diving board, pulls him like back. A, like a bungee cord. And he cord. swims out and then... <laughs> but it's like, it's a good practice for like a sprint start, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's working a lot of muscles because I'm pulling all the water that I can find. I'm getting a lot. The further I get from the diving board means I'm getting stronger and it's almost like squatting with bands as well. Like as you stand up, like the resistance is is more. Yeah, exactly. So the further I go out means there's more resistance and that means I'm getting stronger. I don't know, exponentially maybe if the further I get out. Fingers crossed. All right. Now let's pass the mic to your left, right? Uh, and we're going to get to Bryn. Bryn is, from what, uh, what, from what I understand, the photographer of the family. Yeah, and oh. I also dive with Blaze. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, well, tell us about that. So um, I actually, when before we went to that party where we both did doubles and flips and stuff, uh, I was looking into it because I just quit gymnastics because I was going into sixth grade and there was a lot of things I wanted to do, like musical theater. And so I was like, I think I'm going to quit gymnastics because unless you're like 100% dedicated to it, it takes up all your time and you can't do anything else. So um, I have been looking to diving because some of my mom's friends who were gymnasts did that. Um, So I was about to start and then, as he said, our coach was like looking for him and he's like, who's this kid? Um, So then we both joined and that was really fun. But um, yeah, there's lots of things that we both do together. It seems like every sport. Do you enjoy doing diving with with plays or like would you rather it just be you? Um, Well, before we were always together when we were diving, but then we got separated into groups by our age and also by our skill because he just throws everything. So I don't really get to see him that much, but like we'll see each other sometimes. Did you did you start swimming? Were you on the swim team before that as well? Uh, I didn't swim before that, but uh, I joined the swim team this year, which got cut short because of the coronavirus, but uh, I really enjoyed it, but I'm sad. Tell us a little bit more about, you said you wanted to get into musical theater. Are you the, are you a singer as well? Like, tell us about your many talents. <laughs> um, I did musical theater at my school and we did Peter Pan and I was Tinkerbell in that, so. When was this? This was like two years ago, almost. So Did you have to sing? Um, I had to sing, but I didn't get any words since I was Tinkerbell. There wasn't supposed to be an actor for Tinkerbell. There was supposed to be a light. So all I could speak in was like bells and stuff. So you can hear me at all. So that was. So that was your first play? That, yeah. Wow. I, um, am not a man of the arts, but I did do ballet once and that is nerve wracking. So anyone that can get up on. You were amazing. I, I, I would never do it again. One and done for me, but like just to, to know that you have that in you to get up on a stage and perform in front of a big group of people, I admire that. Like that is a scary, scary thing. Um, in the future, what do you are you looking to get into more plays or or do you want to do you want to sing a musical possibly? So, um, I do like plays with a separate 
place. Um, but I also do, like, I'm on band at my church, so I sing for them, but I'm learning guitar, so I'm going to hopefully play guitar for them soon. You have a really good teacher that I think could, could turn uh, teach you a couple of things. Doesn't your dad play guitar? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm trying. I'm a bass player, but, you know, well, well, we're learning it's together. not really <laughs> hip to play bass. You can't really woo girls with just the Would, bass. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you got Bo. That was wooing enough. <laughs> Would you say that, or I'm not very musically talented at all, um, but would, is the bass in the regular guitar similar at all? Like, is there any overlay? Yeah, there, there's some similarity. The bass has got lower four strings, you know, tuned the same as a guitar, but an octave lower. And uh, so I've, I've enjoyed playing bass because bands always need a bass player. It, it, it doesn't shock short, you. Always had a, this a family gig. is also musicians. Like they, they do everything. They're they're everywhere. All right, we're we're last to the we're last born here. We're to, to Bella, um, Bella. From what I know, is the is the well. All of these kids do CrossFit, and we'll talk about that later. But she is the like the competitor of the group. She did Fury nine one one. What was that? Was that the, that competition? Where you did best of AZ. Well, yeah. Oh, best of AZ. Yes. Yeah. She's like, get it right, dude. Um, (laughs) But she also, while she was competing, was rocking her Forging Fury t-shirt. So that was cool as well. But tell us about your first time doing a competition. Um, It was really fun. Very nerve wracking. But it it was awesome because I was doing it with a lot of my friends. And... um, I just wanted to beat them, so <laughs> I love friends that, that like are silently competitive. Like uh, they're my friend, but I want to beat them really bad. <laughs> I wanted to crush them. <laughs> yeah, well, I just remember the Phasers like stole the show at at Best of AZ. I mean, we had Bob competing as well, and then Bella. Like everyone, there was a moment at Best of AZ where the whole shindig was cheering Bob along, and it was it was monumental. I really, really enjoyed it. He was finishing these double... What was it, double-unders? That's right. And it was like trying down to... Trying to, to beat the buzzer with the double-unders. Yeah, down was, to the 10, like 10 seconds, and everyone's like, come on. I so wanted to quit. There's got to be a is, video. Yeah, Bo even cried. I totally I, did. <laughs> I totally cried. Well, it was emotional. I felt like I needed like a cigarette afterwards. I was like, this is getting <laughs> emotional. I don't smoke cigarettes, by the way, Mom, if you're listening. I, I, I so wanted to quit. We're getting to the end, and I realized all these double-unders are left. I'm like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> but all these people are staring at me because, unfortunately, well, you know, there's some, some great athletes there. So they were all done, and I was the only guy left in the ring, and and uh, I've been there before and it is it is a rough, rough situation because you want to finish and you want to keep going, but you're also very tired and you know that everyone's watching you. It's a very interesting. So at, least, at least I made it without the EMTs showing up. That was really the goal right there. <laughs> we, we did. We it was, did. It we, was a blast. We it was, everyone was cheering. I, I got there's got to be a video out there of that. Like we, we, we should find that. Somebody sent it. To oh, us. it's got to be there. But back to Bella. What was your favorite event at that competition? Um, I really liked the last event because it was just kind of my strong suits there was like pull-ups and box step-ups and also why I really really loved it was that everyone was just the environment was so supportive and I did double unders which there were so many that I didn't think I could finish them I think that some people chose to do single unders but Bella chose to do double unders so she like checkmate that's what I said well, I think that was your first time really doing a lot of double unders. Yeah. And I, we had just gotten done crying about dad, right? So, I mean, like, it was, it was like emotional. super emotional. Like, it might as well have been the Olympics, right? As far as we were concerned. I don't remember who won that competition, but the phasers won, like, the day, I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, that was really fun. 
Yeah. Are you planning on doing more competitions in the future? I see you guys lifting every day. So what what's what's next for uh, Bella, the competitor? And your um, middle name. Hold. On, let's circle back. Sorry to cut you off, but your middle name is Katrin. Yes. So if there's any like parallels to Katrin Davis' daughter and Bella Katrin, we'll see in the future. But future plans. Yeah. So in the future, um, I'm thinking of starting like powerlifting competitions because uh, I think that'd be really fun. And they have a division that starts at 14. So when I get 14 and I'm really buff, I think I'm going to start powerlifting how, competitions. How old You'll do are you all now? The CrossFit yeah, now and definitely. Then. Well, getting strong is cool. I don't care whatever avenue, like people need to be lifting weights and they need to be getting strong. Weak people, you know, get COVID. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, powerlifting. What, how old are you now? I'm 11. Okay. Well, well three years of training, I think you'll be pretty jacked by then. <laughs> I think um, what I always like to ask families and especially a family as cool as yours, do you have any special traditions that you do through the year, like family vacations or like anything wild or like what Christmas traditions or anything crazy, like something that makes your family like special? On every day that we don't have school, like on Mondays, (laughs) we always go to CrossFit, like as a family. Okay, that's nice. Vader Yule log, obviously, for, oh, okay. Uh, okay, for tell, Christmas. Tell us about that. Okay, dive uh, in. Every Christmas day, we wake up and put on uh, Darth Vader Yule log instead of a campfire. I don't know how we got on this. What, but we, what exactly we is a Yule log? Give me a little bit more detail. So it's like a fire happening on your TV for us to open up our Christmas presents by. And so there is a Yule log on Netflix, which just looks like a nice fire on your TV. But this is Darth Vader melting Away. Oh, okay. So he's burning <laughs> the alive. Fire and it sounds like little crackling fire. <laughs> I think Michael's taking a note that he needs to watch the Darth well, Vader Yule log. His kids love Star Wars as well, so I know that they'd enjoy that. What exactly? Well, I'm. What is Yule log? I don't know what that is. I don't know. What is Yule? Is that yeah, I, is that Christmas? Yule died carols and sung by a choir. I do mean, you know it must Yule, like, Michael? Have something to do with what Christmas. What is Yule? Oh, oh, now he's, he's showing us the Darth Vader oh, Yule log. Oh, that's All how they I know is that in Harry Potter, there's like the Yule ball. So I think mm. it's something to do with like Christmas. holiday or like winter or something festive. So I think a lot of our traditions revolve around church, right? Revolve around the Christian calendar. We're all really plugged in at church and do various youth activities or band activities. So lots of fun stuff just around church right yeah we got a big deal with christmas cookies that's on your side of the family but we i mean that's a huge thing every year we get everybody who's around family wise to do christmas cookies you yeah, means are, christmas by the way you means christmas there we go you'll tell carols i was on it michael knew this but he's just sitting there like he could just tell us <laughs> he could give us like sign language something could have given us the dad. But we do <laughs> terrible Christmas cookies. They're, they don't look good, but they taste fantastic because we use buttercream, which does not like spread or flood or get flat and shiny. It just tastes really, really good. good. Buttercream. That's yeah, the, buttercream right. frosting. That's the secret that's to, the so good. to a good cookie. That's the secret. You heard it here for the phasers. Let's talk about dinner time or, or let's talk about what the phaser family eats. Feeding the phasers, not feeding the phrasers. Uh, you guys work out and you eat well like that's cool but does mom have certain rules or like are you uh, like a food like are you like hey you're gonna eat this we have to eat protein and vegetables like we have to have like at least those things before we're ever allowed to have like a bar or something like that like if you don't eat a meal you can't have snacks like that's how it is that makes sense i think that's a good rule 
Just eat normal. When they were little, especially when Bob and I would go to church early in the morning on Sundays, my parents would handle them. And they'd always have crazy stories of Brynn saying, she said to the boys, eat your pro before that crappy cereal (laughs) at my parents' house. You know, you always had to have, and I don't remember ever saying pro, but I remember my mom always saying that, like, instead of protein, you know, you had to have your protein first before you Who's the picky eater of the family? Who's the most picky? No picky eaters here? Yeah, no really. Oh, that's lucky. Now, Blaze just doesn't like vegetables, but he eats them and he, <laughs> he sneers about it, but he eats them. They grew on time. me, man. I didn't eat vegetables for like 20. I'll be honest with the, with the, everyone here. I did not eat vegetables for the majority of my life. But when I hit like 20 or when, actually when I started working out pretty heavily, I started to eat vegetables and now I like them. So there's, there's, there's time for you, Blaze. I wouldn't say I'm a pig eater, but yeah, I don't really like vegetables. I mean, I eat them, but... Probably not as much as I should. Well, you know that you need them. You know that you got to eat them. I mean, I don't eat vegetables because I am really in love with them, but I know that they make me feel better, and I know that they make me healthy. Michael's playing footsies with me over here. (laughs) The strangest thing that happens here is the boys are like wild cards. They either... I mean, they just eat like a little bit or like all the food. And so I can't quite calibrate yet how much to make. Like, right? Like, they're either going to eat like one hamburger or seven. There yeah. seems to there be nowhere like a, in between. At, at the age that and I they can't figure out no what time between. of day it Always. is. So I'm like, hold on. I can throw on eight more burgers. Just wait a second. Right? <laughs> yeah, I I feel like those kids could probably eat a, eat a you know, so whole what, household. One thing we found out here is it's 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 good for the rest of the family when mom gets stressed because like she is she sinks herself into being productive at something the more stressed out she gets. And so we can tell when she's stressed, if she prepares an entire week's meals worth in advance, it's like four or five things get cooked in a day and the fridge is loaded. The freezer is loaded. Like, Oh, mom's stressed. Like, we like, do we, over. do we say anything? Do we stop her? No, she's on a, <laughs> Let her keep going. She's on a roll, dude. We're going to eat for a long time. Oh, yeah. we, we can do this. Would you guys have a signature meal that mom cooks that you really, really enjoy? Maybe you go down the line and say like, is there one Everything. that she cooks really well? My mom cooks one or two things really well. She makes a homemade macaroni and cheese, very unhealthy. That's really good. And yeah. two, she makes a coconut cake that's really good. Like Those are the only two things I trust my mom to cook, ever. She'll burn water if you let her. Like She will. She's <laughs> awful. There was this food that we made a couple weeks ago. It was like the – it was an Asian bowl with raw tuna – and like a pokeball. Oh, like a yeah, poke it was a, yeah, it was, was a pokeball. Like it was so made. good. I don't know what happened. That was definitely was my so favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, with the quinoa on there, it was so good. I really, really like pokeballs. Like anything with rice and like fresh fish is really good to me. Anything that mom makes, like maybe even it could be unhealthy. I'm cool with that. We're opening all doors here today. I, mean, I just like, I don't know. It's it depends on what mood I'm in. So. One thing could be my favorite meal because I'm in a good mood, but then you give me the same thing and I'm in a bad mood. It won't be very good to so me. So you're an emotional eater. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm <laughs> moody. I'm not emotional. Okay. Okay. All right. Is there a difference? You've been we- into overnight oats lately. Yes. Yeah, so those are uh, what's very- up with, Like, tell me about that. What's so good about them? What makes them good overnight? Like, I don't know what it is, but they taste amazing. And what do you put in there? Like oats, milk, um... Chia, flax. I think he had a coach come and talk to him, and we, I think, were underfeeding him carbs because we had kind of been on paleo kick for so long-ish. I mean, not like I was doing a great job of it, but I was doing a bad job and feeling guilty about it some of the time. But I think that we had maybe programmed them 
to not eat as many carbs as they should have. And he was swimming four, five hours a day, right? Lifting all this stuff. And, and they were saying, look at your protein and multiple, was it like a multiplier of six or some crazy was, yeah, thing? Yeah, it was six Where we were like, something. oh my gosh, he needs, I don't remember what it was, like 300 I, grams of carbs a day. Yeah, it was we 150 were, grams of protein, 300 grams of carbs or something crazy. Well, that'd be a multiplier too. I, can't, I don't know. No, no. Doing, it, but something, I was just saying I'm wrong. I'm cool. It was whatever it was. We were definitely, un- so then we brought in overnight oats and maybe it's just like, oh, carbs. It's, it's easier to eat. <laughs> yeah, especially, I kind of associate associate them with a competition because I've had them a lot before competition. So every time I eat that, I feel like I'm getting ready to do something really, really hard. So it's fun and all. Also, Brody's rocking a solid quarantine cut. He's, <laughs> he's, he's shaved yeah. his head in these times, and, you know, we love him for it. Uh, Bren, favorite meal that mom makes? Or dad? Um, I... I love <laughs> I love a lot of the meals they make, but like this one is just so good that you can only eat with family. I love bratwurst. They make the best bratwurst. It's so good. Ooh. Tell us about that. Okay, what else is with the bratwurst? Sauerkraut. Um, sometimes like potato salad. Um, My middle name is sauerkraut, by the way. I love sauerkraut. It, it's so good. I People are like, I don't like it. I'm like, oh, then I don't know if I can be friends with you. It's so good. That's a solid, solid <laughs> so thing good. to know about your friends if they like sauerkraut or not. <laughs> yeah. Um. Bella, favorite meal that mom Okay, makes. so um, I think one of my mom's friends or one of my grandma's friends, her name is Miss Pulfus, and she made this salad, and it's like pasta and peas and grapes and chicken. This doesn't sound like a salad. It's not a salad. It's just a wonderful bowl of goodness. <laughs> it's like a I pasta agree. salad, and we call it Mrs. Pulfus salad. And you make so, it now. Yes, we oh. do. We made it like two days ago, and it we were like, name. oh gosh, we made it too big, and then it was gone in like two hours. Mrs. Pulfus salad. Well, listen, yeah. let's maybe get a recipe for that. We can try it, it out. There. Yeah. Let's circle back, and let's talk about how, well, well hold on. What is, yeah, Bob, your I'll, favorite meal that, that book I'm, I'm kind of the cleanup man. Okay. I'll eat anything leftover. Or anything prepared and set in front of me is awesome. And, and you know, Belle's a queen to making food. She can make it fast. There too. it is, Bob. So I do like to grill. You know, usually I'm coming home from work and there's a plate of meat. I'm hitting the grill. So it seems like I'm doing some work and she just kind of lets me take the credit for it. But really, she's the one that's, that's the master at making master sure chef this, of this the team house. is fed. But What is your favorite meal that you cook? I like... Like ground beef tacos. I'm just, that's like my favorite food. I'm Or just like taco salad with regular old ground beef with like Lowry's. I'm so lame. A taco <laughs> is just a plate that you can eat. You know, like it holds everything for you and you can just eat right. that. You ever think I mean, about I that? I get better than ground beef tacos out of the home, right? Like nice carne asada is like one of my favorite foods in the world. But in my house, I just make... I think I was talking to Blaze at the park a couple weeks ago and we were talking about nachos or something. And he was like, yeah. I was like, do you guys eat salad? He's like, well, a salad is just kind of like vegetable nachos. <laughs> and I was like, I was I like, like, dude, it, that's, that's just the coolest thing I've ever heard anyone say. So if you guys want to have vegetable nachos for dinner, feel free. <laughs> I want to know how the phasers got involved with CrossFit Fury. Karen Zaytab. Okay. So Karen had been coming to the gym and then told you to come. So... Lifetime was shut down for a week for like, uh, I don't know, what do you call that? Like remodeling or something. So that, right. So they were shut down for a week. And during that time, 
CrossFit Fury was smart and said, hey, you can come here free for a week. Anybody with a lifetime membership or maybe it was open to everybody in the world, whatever it was, but that's what got Karen to go there. She went there and then told me to go. And I had no idea, like never had heard the word, had no idea what we were talking about. So I went on like Saturday and I think paid for a year on Monday. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm Tell sold. us about I'm your first good. day. Um, the first day, this was terrible though. I, there was some workout and it was like seven minutes long and I like went and got a drink in the middle of it and Kelly totally yelled at me, but I didn't get that was like the whole thing. I thought we were like, I'd been doing a boot camp for a couple of years and you would do several different seven minute things. So I thought this was just like one of our things and that we would be there for an hour and she was just like, you don't need a drink, what are you doing? Right, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I just blew out Michael's eardrums probably. <laughs> but I totally, I was like embarrassed enough, I wasn't sure like I ever wanted to see her again because I didn't need a drink. Really. I mean, I, I don't know. You'd be surprised at how many stories we have of Kelly yelling at people. Well, in, I was there. <laughs> it all started there. In the old gym. So it was really tight quarters. And did you go in the old gym, Bob? Yeah, yeah, okay, we were there for a couple months. And so it took me a few months to get Bob to go. He didn't think he was a group fitness guy. But different times where she just said, do you not realize? Like the CrossFitters were important people to stay out of the way of, right? Like, and you're like, you basics people are idiots and you're in the way of important people. Wait, we never, said, we never said that. No, that's how I felt at the time because Kelly would be like, get out of the way and what are you doing? And, and I mean, inevitably I'm in the wrong spot because it's me, right? <laughs> and then I'm sensitive and want to cry. <laughs> but and then I kept coming back anyway. How did you sell it to Bob? Like, how were you like, how do you reel him in? She wore me down, man. She just wore me down. She kept, you really got to go. I'm like, well, I said, just try it once. And like if you don't like fitness, it, don't do it. I'm just not in a group fitness. So when we got married. We, this house we, we got here, we, we had this plan to have a home gym because we did the body for life. And once the home gym was built in the house, we think use it twice. And that was about right, it. We did so, not work out at home. So clearly I wasn't doing so good on myself. So finally I said, okay, I'll go. And I do remember the first workout I went to, I think we had to do like a hundred wall balls. I'm like, what's a wall ball? I'm like, oh. That's what it is. And if you dropped it or put it down or paused, then you had to do like 10 push-ups. I'm like, this is horrible. And this is your first day. Yeah. Oh. And so uh, and after that, I was like, back. I'm going to have to do that again. That well, I wonder if it's the back. same workout that I, it was a wall ball workout that I credit for quitting drinking. I said, after I haven't drank in almost eight years, is that what it is, you guys? Yeah, Something eight. like that. There you go. And they know my story. They know I've had a little bit of trouble with alcohol. But I have a couple master's degrees. I had four kids under five. I've done a lot of things. Well, and plenty I had of some things good to make you want to booze, too. Hangovers, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I did all those things with a hangover here and there, right? And I did a wall ball workout and said, I have found the thing I can't do hungover. I was so sick, right? Like, I'm hungover as hell trying to do a wall ball workout. Thought I'd die. And I just said, I'm not ever going to drink again. And I'm never go not ever going to not come here again. So CrossFit may be the reason why you're sober. There you go. Wow, so, but I said, I'm not going to miss this any day and I'm not going to drink any day. So, I mean, I definitely tie the two things together for me. Wall balls and sobriety, man. Right? You never, never knew those <laughs> things. Wall balls will make through. you sober. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always feel sick after I do wall balls. So um, what, what I want to know next is who do you think of this group will um, is the first person to, you know, probably do something to get them in trouble who's the troublemaker of the group blaze, blaze. oh blaze is the oh. troublemaker why why do you think that you're pegged as the troublemaker <laughs> yeah i mom and dad chime in at any time i do a lot <laughs> 
Well, Blaze is definitely the most impulsive. And everybody's behaviors have good and bad, right? Like, it's just the things that make you amazing are the same things that could get get you in trouble, right? So, But that's the same with each one of the kids. You can say, dang, this is what makes you so strong. Blaze is a risk taker. He's outgoing. He'll try anything. He notices every person who's on the outside and isn't afraid to go up and say, hey, come on in. So he's so welcoming and amazing and it's so many great things, but it's stupid. Sometimes, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. does some really dumb stuff that if he doesn't think a little bit could get really hurt or dead or, you know, so we're just hoping to keep him alive till 25 so that the rest of his brain can catch up to his body. <laughs> alive at 25. Uh, yeah, I once, um, I was at Oh, one tell us about your injury on in your head. No. Oh, that wasn't actually me being too stupid. <laughs> okay, it w- it wasn't me being stupid. Um, I was at uh I was at my dive practice and it was in the winter, so it was pretty cold, right? And so we we're like, we're not really gonna get in the water because it's like really cold. And so we have this dry board, which is a diving board on land, but it's raised up like three feet. And so we have like a really really big mat right after the diving board and so we do like some basics um some jumps some flips and stuff like that onto this mat but then there's a metal fence right behind that yeah and so i just got done with the dry board and i'm standing on the mat and my coach tells me like someone's going so i back up but i slip off the back of the mat and so i hit my head on the fence and like i didn't even know it was a big deal like I, the, I thought I just had a headache. ER it's the right, only time I've ever gone to the ER, and like that's surprising. Think of all the stuff that I do, <laughs> right? And we tried really hard not to go. We asked like five opinions. Of people. I was like, "Can it's I really please good. not go?" I well, didn't even. We think know it was a lot bad. of doctors. We should have just like we did. Them up. We called all the doctors, yes. and they all said we had to go. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, I would. <laughs> oh, would you do what happened? Oh, yeah. Your ER visit. Yeah, give me that microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in like October 2017, I was at gym, like gymnastics, and I was like on the high bar and I had my grips on, but they had like, they slipped off, I guess. And so I flew backwards and hit the bar and like did a flip and landed on my arm backwards. And my Ooh. arm was like curving in a bunch of different ways. And all I can it looked remember- like a snake. Yeah, I did. Um, they put my arm in foam. And then they were like, okay, uh, we're going to wait for your mom to get here. And we might call an ambulance or we just might have your mom take you. And I remember I was sitting in the back of my mom's car. When they lifted me up to put me in the car, I started screaming. And I was like, ah, I sound like a little baby. And then I started screaming again because I was like, why do I sound so annoying? Like, Did you know your arm was broken? I, it was a visible <laughs> break. Ooh, those like, are the worst when you look down at well, it. Well, I got a scar on my arm because I had to get two surgeries because it was super bad. But um, when I was in the actual ER and they had given me all the drugs and everything, after I had woke up, after they like rearranged my arm, I was like, do you have any food? And then they started talking about graham crackers because that's like the thing they let you eat after that. So now everybody teases me because I was like... Do you have graham crackers? I love graham crackers. <laughs> she was rocked out of her gourd. Yeah. Some heavy drugs? Oh, yeah. Well, if your arm looks like a snake, you get the good drugs. That's crazy. That's, crazy. that's the, the takeaway here. Oh, yeah. I was like 50. I was 50 pounds. So they're like, my mom was like, she's only 25 kilos. Please, please don't give her too many meds. I mean, that's probably heavy, a heavy dose. What I love about this family as well was when they sign in, when all of the kids sign in, they're pictures of them that show up are like 10 years old like they're they're all have kind of grown through the gym and I would like to hear you guys kind of talk about how you like CrossFit or what do you like about CrossFit and what do you like about Fury 
all the kid all the kiddos i love working out there and i love the environment but i love little kids like i love babies and stuff so i sometimes i'll go into daycare if we go there on saturdays and i'll watch them because we usually go around 8 a.m that's when like twyla and inga are there so i get to see them and they're really cute and i love just like being around them because they're all great kids so you like hanging out in the daycare yeah i love who's them. your favorite daycare employee you won't make them mad i promise I don't know. There's a lot of great people at CrossFit. Oh, what a great story. Oh, You've trained these kids. Nice answer. All right, Bella, next. What do you love about CrossFit Fury or what do you love about CrossFit in general? Um, what I love about CrossFit Fury is just the amazing, like, environment and coaches because, like, I guess that's one of the things is, like, the workouts suck. But it's also great because I have so many great coaches cheering me on and, like, helping me learn. And I just love everything, I guess. Do you, what is the most difficult thing you've learned at CrossFit? The most difficult? Like lift or just like. Sure, sure whatever skill that you've learned. Snatch. <laughs> yes, Definitely. a lot of people would agree with that. That's probably the most. Michael is shaking his head because he can agree. I'm still struggling and I've been doing this for 10 years. So there's always that. What are we looking at? There's a big lizard apparently. Oh, wow. Is it coming for me? Right. <laughs> Look out. Oh, I see it. That was I thought that oh was Oh my a, god. <laughs> that one's like huge. I, know. I was like, look at that lizard. That's like a dinosaur. <laughs> Brody, what do you love about CrossFit or CrossFit Fury in general? I see it. He's coming for me. He'll be my pet. Wow. Now it's coming from Michael. <laughs> um, and there's a hummingbird over there too. I've been seeing a lot of hummingbirds. I'm going to look it up what that means. I think that if you see the same animal multiple times, it's like a sign of some sort. Do you think that? No. All right. Back, back to the podcast. Uh, maybe. All right. What do you love about CrossFit Fury or CrossFit in general? Um, for me, it's competing against other people because I'm a competitive person. and I want to be first and I want to win. So in a workout, if it's time-based where I want to get a certain time, I'm trying to be first. If it's rep based, then I try and get more reps than the person next to me. <laughs> yes, that's how you win like, those. I, exactly. <laughs> Thank I, you for explaining. No, I mean like, <laughs> especially these type those things. But even lifting, I like lifting against the person next to me and all this stuff. So if there is someone not very competitive next to me, I won't be competitive as much. But if someone like really heavy lifter is next to me, I'm gonna die. Do they? Do any of your siblings beat you in workouts? I don't let them beat me. Um, you, don't, Blaise, you don't let that happen. Blaze sometimes gets close, but it's he's coming not. for you. Blaze is just there to have fun when he's working out. Yeah. Every time Blaze is like laughing, and I'm laughing with Blaze while he's working out. So probably I shouldn't tell your parents that, but yeah. Yeah. Blaze, what do you enjoy most about CrossFit? I know sometimes I spoke with your mom. It's sometimes like pulling teeth to get you to work out. So like, what do you yeah. really like about it? I don't know. It's just like. I would not do a lot of things unless someone pushed and yelled at me. Because if we're at home just working out, I don't really think I'm going to go that heavy. I don't think I'm going to work as hard. But when there's a coach there yelling at you to go heavier and do more and get as many things as you can get done. <laughs> Nailed it. <clears throat> um, it just helps a lot more. And it's just a lot of fun, the whole thing. Because like before, when you're stretching... You get to talk. You get to have fun. You get to make jokes. Um, and then after, you do get to stretch sometimes. And, like, I like that a lot, just bonding with the whole gym. It's really cool. There's a lot of funny people at CrossFit Fury. 
Yeah. They make it worth it. I mean, I've definitely you I mean, you guys being included, the people make our gym awesome. Our, our people oh, yeah. are the best people. And I've been to maybe 50, 60 CrossFit gyms ever, and there's not as many people, as many good quality humans as there are at CrossFit Fury. So um, I want to go back to mom and dad one more time. You guys are going to send us out with a, with who has the most embarrassing story of all the children? I don't know. <laughs> I did, I, which one? There was a link. Oh. No. Embarrassing oh, stories. Oh, boy. Do we want to embarrass the kids? I can't think of anything embarrassing because we're just open yeah, books. Uh, yeah. Nothing well, really embarrasses. No, nothing can embarrass you if you're a phaser because I mean, they're just, just out there. Are. Everyone is or, okay, we'll change it. Do you guys want to like a quote or an inspiring story or something Something that really drives? What what drives the phaser family? Like, I, mean, I think Brody said it on his. We all know what our motto is, right? Say when it I again. Say we value effort, effort over outcome. Oh, I love it. And what does that what does that mean? Elaborate on that, Bo. You, 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 oh yeah, or Brent. You work hard at if you work your hardest. It doesn't matter what your times are, how many reps you get done. If you did your best, that's all that counts. Amen. Hey, Brody, to that. did you hear it? Right. No, I'm just. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's like, he I gotta win. But it's funny because actually Brody embodies that. It's it's funny that he said he was so competitive because he just works his hardest all the time. But that's. We think that the outcome just follows effort, right? I don't care if you're getting A's or getting 100% on your work if you weren't doing something that was hard for you. So sometimes I say to them, then why are you going to get up today? If you're not going to do something hard for, your, hard for you, why get up? Because sometimes we all want to just say, the outcome was good enough. Why do I have to put out any more effort? And it's... Because that's how you grow, that's how you improve, that's how you become a better person, is by doing something that's hard for you. Not by doing something that's hard for the other guy, better than they are. It's by doing something that's hard for you. I so think your kids do a really good job of doing hard things. And I feel like more kids need to do hard things. I think Michael's talked about this a lot. But again, thank you for having us in your home. It's been a great time. Thanks for interviewing uh, us. Bob, do you want to have a, a final say as well? Oh, I keep no, trying you guys, to skip no, you, by the way. I keep pushing on him. Like, you can say stuff. I'm oh. not cutting him off. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk. It's not my fault. I swear. <laughs> But no, no, no. Just making sure the ship goes in the right direction. You guys have done fine. This is good. <laughs> you just, just the manager here. No, we're, we're, we are like that. I mean, it's, it's effort over outcome and, and, and keeping a balance too. Not getting skewed. I mean, there needs to be time for exercise, for academics, you know, for the spiritual side of life too. And, uh, and, and keeping it balanced and just trying to, like I said, if you're going to do something, commit to it and uh, do with all you got. Yes, I like the way that ended. We'll wrap it up. Again, thank you guys. The, thank you. The, the, one of my thank favorite you. Fury families. And we love you guys. Mean it. We'll see you soon. We love you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Woo. Woo.